Good morning, good afternoon, Richmond. It's 12 noon, and I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders, who traveled to New York to face off against the New York football giants for a Sunday 1 p.m. game. We're also home of the Hokies, who have the weekend off before facing off against Syracuse on Thursday night football. UVA against UNC, so we'll preview that on University Drive. Plus, Danny Ruye will join the show at 1.30. Danny will talk about the Commanders at 1.30 today on the show. And, of course, every week we go behind the enemy lines, find out how the enemy is going to stop Eric Bieniemy's high-powered offense and that'll be with Sean Morash from The Fan in New York at 145 WFAN at 145. But you guys know how we like to start the show every day by catching you up on anything you might have missed around the sports world. It's not the sports wallet. Definitely not the sports phone. It's time for the sports app. Here it is, everybody. Clearly, this is the future. Stats, scores, highlights. Whoa, are you serious? Wi-Fi plus 3G, 64 This one, this one. The sports app. All right, we start with college football here on the sports app. And the lead story has to be the James Madison Dukes. And their win over Marshall last night, now 7-0 on the season. I was out at Home Team Grill here in Richmond, Virginia, and the fan, and it was packed, filled with JMU fans. Go Dukes! And as it was the Reggie Brown Show, six catches for 126 yards and one touchdown, including this long 53-yard grab. Here's the call on ESPN. Baseball games caught us. The hockey game's at 3-1. to one. McLeod gets rid of it before the pressure. Has another receiver. It's caught. What a throw by McLeod to Reggie Brown. Of Jordan McLeod to hang in there, hang in there, hang in there. Let his receiver get open. So great job of Reggie, Reggie Brown winning off the line and using the speed, but that ball is perfectly thrown. Jordan McLeod doesn't look like he's going to take this snap. McLeod with a really good uh, game. So he got hurt on that play, went back into the game after the other quarterback came in for probably just two or three snaps. McLeod finishes 21 of 31, 264 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception, but also six carries for 69 yards. And a touchdown, including this one here. As JMU was up three at the half, Marshall then scored after a long punt that gave JMU the ball at the one-yard line. They turned that into a safety. Madison responds with a big interception, a couple of punts back and forth, and then JMU drives down the field. And here's McLeod running it in from six yards out. McLeod keeps it. McLeod scores. Touchdown, Dukes. I mentioned Zach Horton, the key block for him. Goes up 12-2. I mentioned Jaden Yates. He's the linebacker to that side. You've got number two, Elijah Alston, closing down. He takes the running back. 30 gets caught up. So it was a really defensive battle. After a fumble, JMU got the ball back. Third and 16. Third downs were key in this matchup. Marshall converted a few third downs there uh, in the third quarter to get some momentum back. And then third and 16 from the Marshall 28. It's McLeod again to his buddy Reggie Brown for a 28-yard score. 
as the Dukes would go on to win 20 to nine. To feel comfortable about another wise field goal. So third and 16, McLeod, he's gonna go for it all in one throw. Downfield, what a catch! Touchdown, JMU! A 28-yard dive. It's a great throw. It's good coverage by Micah Abraham, but you can't, there's no defense for a perfect pass. And a tremendous catch. Just sticking his hands out to the outside, pinning it against his shoulder and hauling it in. So huge win for the Dukes. The story of the game, though, should be JMU's defense, who shut down Marshall and their very talented running back, Ethan Payne. Cam Fancher, the quarterback for Marshall, was sacked eight times for a loss of 66 yards, eight different sacks for the Dukes. The defense was the story of the game. So we'll preview all the college football action later on the show today. A couple few uh, big games we wanted to mention. I am backing Penn State to upset Ohio State at 12 noon on Fox. I'm picking Alabama over the 17th-ranked Volunteers, 3.30 on CBS. And then, of course, Florida State, I think, will easily get past Duke. And then Utah, USC, looking for some revenge from USC this Saturday night at 8 p.m. Let's move over to the NFL here on the Sports App. Really a decent Thursday night football game. Back and forth battle between the Saints and the Jaguars. I told you guys all day yesterday, if Trevor Lawrence is healthy, I'm back in the Jags to beat the Saints Saints have a solid defense. Their offense has just really struggled. Derek Carr seems like he doesn't like to take the deep shots anymore. A ton of just dumping it off to Alvin Kamara. But it was Travis Etienne Jr. who was the star for the Jags. Here's the call on WJXL as he found some space to rush into the end zone for a two-yard score. Shotgun for Trevor Lawrence. Hands it to ETN, lowers his shoulder, into the end zone, touchdown! A two-yard touchdown run by Travis ETN. ETN would deliver the goods once again for the Jags, this time a 17-yard run into the end zone. Here's the call on WJXL. Here's Trevor, they toss it to the left to ETN, he's got some running room, 15, 10, 5, toward the pylon! Touchdown! Travis ETN scores again! And the Jags have extended the lead. So the Saints were able to battle back and tie this game at 24 in the fourth quarter. But it was Trevor Lawrence connecting with Christian Kirk for a 44-yard score. The Jags would go on to beat the Saints 31-24. to Shotgun, empty backfield for Trevor. Three right, two left, he drops. Looks, checks it down underneath. That's a crossing route to Christian Kirk. 30, 25, 20, 15, 10. Christian Kirk through the goal line. Touchdown, Jacksonville! A crossing route to Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk had so much speed on that touchdown catch. He just zipped past all of the Saints defenders. Here's quarterback Trevor Lawrence after the game talking about the ability to play through a sprained knee and getting a big win for the Jags. It's crazy how you have a you have something like that going on. You don't plan on moving a lot and you end up running the ball more than I, I usually do so it's just it's funny how that works but um, you know it felt pretty good I was happy with it and didn't bother me too much definitely didn't you know set it back so I'm really really happy with it. that was the goal is play find a way to win the game and not set it back 
Let's move over to the MLB here on the Sports app. October baseball has been a ton of fun. A couple interesting games last night as the Phillies had the lead for seven innings, one nothing on the D-backs, but then Lourdes Gurriel hit a double to left field, tying the game at one. And then in the bottom of the ninth, Cattell Marte gives the Diamondbacks the win on this RBI signal. Here's the call on ESPN. The 0-1. Swing and a line drive. Base hit. Center field. Racing home is Payman Smith. Cattell Marte and the Diamondbacks walk it off. And Arizona is back in this series. The Diamondbacks win it 2-1, and this series is now 2-1. So the Phillies still have a 2-1 series lead after the D-backs get the win 2-1 last night. Rangers and Astros now tied at two games apiece. Told you guys yesterday the Astros were not going to go out without swinging for the fences, and their MVP this postseason has to be Jordan Alvarez, who was unbelievable again last night. This single to right RBI helped the Astros beat the Rangers 10-3. Here's the call on KBME. The 0-1. Pulls it left center field and hits it well. Going back. Good one. Good night. Yes, sir, McCormick. Tonight, Game 5, Astros at Rangers, and Game 4, Phillies at Diamondbacks, with the Phillies leading the series two games to one. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show, 833-804-0910. We've got the Richmond Commander every day at 1 p.m. I'll give you guys my keys to victory for the Commanders against the New York Giants. A little crosstalk with MP on the mic coming up next. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Danny Ruye from Grand Danny will join the show at 1.30. Benjamin Brown to go around the NFL at 2 p.m. And then Dave Rigger, the voice of the James Madison Dukes, will join the program at 2.30. Talk about their big win last night that I'm sure a lot of the fan base, a lot of uh, folks in Richmond watched last night as it was on ESPN. And I was out at Home Team Grill uh, with some friends. And they were just all... They were all uh, Duke alums, right, or James Madison Dukes alum, uh, but they were all so hyped that the game was on ESPN, and it was the game that everyone was watching on Thursday night. There were way more eyes on that game than there were the baseball or Thursday night football. So shout out to the Dukes. Dave Riggert will join us at 2.30, and joining us right now for a little crosstalk, Michael Phillips, MP, you've been... Beating the drum for JMU all season, man. Yeah, dude, I was watching last night. My eyeballs were right there. That's a good-looking team. I was worried coming into the season, but then as the season's gone on, you've seen this is a complete team. Absolutely, and that's where we want to start right now here on Crosstalk on the new sports radio. just have your attention. It's Crosstalk with Adam Epstein and Michael Phillips on the fan. It's like that 190s movie that everybody loved. What's the name of that movie? It's not crosstalk, but it sounds like crosstalk. It's crosstalk on the fan. Oh, face off with Travolta and Nick Cage. But this is crosstalk. 
I just love how far this program has gone. I Your mean, finest work. I, I, I know. I love that sound. Um, I love that this program is because I just remember, you know, I graduated from VCU 2015. And I remember all my friends from Northern Virginia, where I'm from. A lot of them went to JMU, and they were going crazy, you know, celebrating like an FCS championship, right? Yeah. But now they're at the big level. It's just you got to be happy for this program. It's such a feel-good story in a a really good conference. Their last, they could win the next three, and their last two against App State and Coastal Carolina, like big name programs. Those are ESPN caliber games. Like if. Can you imagine if they somehow run the table in this year where the NCAA is locking them out? Yeah. I just what a, what a show that that will be. It's it, great game days out there. They've expanded the stadium. It's like twenty five thousand out there. Great time to be a, be a Duke. We were out at the golf tournament yesterday. Had a great show talking about JMU football as I do. Two separate people walk just walking by. You know, golfers or whoever. Oh, go Dukes! Yeah, yeah. they're feeling it. They have become. Uh, maybe the program in the state of Virginia. There's still way more Hokies fans of course. out there, but man, the success it, that JMU has had is unbelievable. It'd be a heck of a game. Yeah. I, I know that much. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because that <laughs> JMU-UVA game was awesome. That was, I mean, maybe game of the year, yeah. just the the swings and the JMU punches them in the mouth. UVA comes back and the delay and yeah. the JMU fans take over the stadium. That game had it all. So Gary Hess, the czar and sports director for WNRNL, was telling me what I should be rooting for is for all the other teams that are around 500 to lose, and if there are not 79 programs that are 500 and above, then JMU would get into a bowl game. That's correct, but what I'm rooting for is for them to go all the way and get the New Year's invite. Because if, if they're tw- oh. if they're twelve and zero, the computer that ranks you know the group of five teams, they're gonna be they're gonna be number one. Wake Forest or Air, Air Force Air Force is number is yeah. number one. Of the group of five right now, they'll stumble at some point. If you can if you can ride it all the way in, they're the team that has to be taken into that Sun Belt. Ain't turning that money down. No, no, they're not. And uh, that win last night against Marshall was so impressive because. It was a really defensive battle. I mean, three to three two. Three to two. Three to two. <laughs> and, and it just seemed like, you know, both offenses were struggling. Offensive lines, at least for JMU, they were getting past Marshall's offensive line easily. It seemed like they almost knocked the Marshall quarterback out of the game three different times. It, it was a, it was a classic showing by this defensive line. And, you know, just sacks all over the place. I mean, sacks left and right. Everybody was getting a sack last night. It, it, not only that, they didn't allow a touchdown. The touchdown was, it was a punt return. Yeah. Uh, 94-yard punt return. Which yeah. was good, and yeah. you know the, the team is still responsible for that, but the, the other two points were the safety. Yeah, That's it. That, those were Marshall's points last night. Yeah, no, it was a really good defensive battle uh, at, that JMU was victorious, and I don't know, when do you have the loss on their schedule? <laughs> <laughs> it's You know, the, the next three, they got Old Dominion coming in next Saturday. I think yeah. that's the homecoming game. They're better than Old Dominion. They're going to be more rested than Old Dominion. And with, that's going to be a late night game, 8 p.m. What channel is it on? 8 o'clock know? tip. I'll look that up, but I think that's an ESPNU. I, th- mm. I think these guys play national TV games now. Like well, this, they were playing NFL Network a few times. <laughs> you, you, remember when they were on Flow Sports a few, few <laughs> weeks? I mean, we got to download Flow Sports to watch our game. It is an ESPNU next Saturday night at 8. That's not the mothership, right? Like, when you're on big ESPN, yeah. that still means something to a lot of people. Like, I, and, you know, the Deuce, that, that's still that's still a big one. Then yeah. you got all the others. All these small schools. All our games are on ESPN Networks. Yeah. 
Is an ESPN network the ESPN Plus online subscription? Well, are, we can, are, we, are we counting the CW as an ESPN <laughs> network now? Because that's what the ACC has been saying. As Sarah Michelle Geller commenting on that Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Um, you're at Georgia State next. They can win that. Uh, UConn comes there next. You can win that. And then your last two, App State and Coastal Carolina. Ooh, big XXL big games. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm fired up for those games yeah. already. We're going to continue to talk JMU <laughs> on this program as well. Mike. Oh, I mean, we're, we're going to find a bar in Harrisonburg and just camp out soon yeah. enough. Yeah. We got, well, I know we got listeners out there. We got, there, there are, t- you mentioned it. There are tons of JMU grads in the Richmond area. Yep. All right. Big I want to turn the corner here to the commanders here on Crosstalk. Stub, can I get that commander's theme song here? A little HTTR. Michael, you oh, know, I, thought, I like to ask you this on, on Fridays. I thought uh, you were going to play left hand out. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, no, no. There's a bunch of like other uh, new commander songs that are coming out. Yeah. People just, we are commanders. It, it just doesn't work. It never will work. Nope. Change the name. Yep. Um, change it back. But uh, <laughs> that's another story for another day. I like to ask you this on a Friday. Yep. How can the commanders win? What's the, it going to take? Many, many sacks. Big defensive plays. The Giants, it, it is a misconception this week. I've heard a lot of people say, Adam, oh, the Giants are on their backups. You got to feast. I'd like to fact-check that. I'm a fact-check guy. The Giants' backups are hurt. These are the Giants' <laughs> third-string offensive linemen. Yeah. If, you can't, if you're Chase Young and you're trying to get a $20 million a year contract, good time to eat. So you're telling me the game plan for the Commanders is just to rock Tyrod Taylor's world. Rock Tyrod Taylor's world. <laughs> I, I think this is a defense that historically has been good against Saquon Barkley. Yeah. And I know sometimes he gets his numbers, but you go back, I think the last six or so games – he has not been a major factor in the game, and I think they'll do that again. I think part of that is the Cinco package. The Cinco package. Cinco de Commanders. Cinco de Commanders. <laughs> the five-man front. How about that? John Ridgeway coming to play. And it is, when you watch the tape against the Falcons game, man, with any time they had the Cinco package, Bijan was fighting for one yard. Yeah, he had no chance. It got zero. Great game plan. Let Desmond Ritter beat you. Stack the line. Get your athletes out there. I like Casey Tuhill a lot, too. Yeah. He had some really impactful plays in that game. Ridgeway, he's crazy, man. He was like the guy who suplexed yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the Cowboys guy last year. Like that, I want a little bit of that nasty streak he, on my defensive he's line. He's nasty, but he also has a baby face. Like, have you seen him take <laughs> yes. his helmet off? Yes. <laughs> he's got such a baby face. <laughs> um, offensively for the commanders, though. How worried should I be about Dexter Lawrence, Kayvon Thibodeau, yeah. and the Giants' front line? No question. This is a big week for Sam Howell to make those strides. We haven't quite seen him really get the sack thing under control. Going to be tough this week. They're going to throw pressure at him. I would love for Jahan Dotson to get right this week. Been a, a weird couple weeks for Jahan Dotson. Yeah, I, I mean, I've taken a step back and just realized, hey, if, Jaha- if Jahan- Jahan's going to struggle, Curtis Samuel has to have a big game. No question. And he's done that the last few weeks. Curtis Samuel has had a great season. I I, I predicted him to do that under Eric Bieniemy. Curtis Samuel's best seasons historically have been when he's not directly coached by Ron Rivera. Yeah. Um, he, he, his breakout year in Carolina was as soon as Ron left, and then Ron was like, wait, I want him again. Yeah. And then he <laughs> regressed again, like, immediately. <laughs> uh, under Eric Bieniemy, they're, they're using him. He's such a versatile weapon. Uh, you know, Brian Robinson, uh, if he can get some good runs early, that takes pressure off Sam Howell. That'd be good for business. Yeah, and I want an interesting style of run call from Eric Bieniemy. Last week, it felt a little too basic. It felt like he was running it, like I said, just to say, hey, Ron, we ran the ball. Did you see that? 
Right. Time to throw again. He's a he's a throwing guy. He's a throw first guy. I think he always will be, which is fascinating because he was such a great running back yeah. in college and then coached the backs. Uh, he, he made a joke about that last week. He said somewhere Andy Reid's shaking his head. I finally threw it 50 times in a game. Uh, it, it, it's He's a passing guy now. He's a full believer in it. And giving Sam Howell these reps is, is nothing but a good thing in my mind to let him continue to develop. Michael, I didn't hear on your show. Did you give out an official prediction? Score. I haven't, so let's, let's give out an official prediction. I do think... It is finally time to lick this beast and beat the the, the, the New York football giants in New York. Uh, it's been a long time. Uh, I'm even going to go big, big for me at least. Give me a 28-13. Wow, 28-13. That's about, as big, that's about as big as I'll ever go. Left hand up, baby. Let's go. All right, my official score prediction for the Washington Commanders at the New York Giants. You're going to have to keep listening to AWOD Radio. Oh! You're tuning into the new sports radio 910 The Fan now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio 910 The Fan now at 105.1 FM. Every Friday at 1245, the guys behind the glass of the sports junkies that you can hear right here on 910 The Fan. All right, you can hear the junks from 6 to 10. The guys behind the glass producing the show, Drab T-shirt, Matt Valdez, join me once a week every Friday at 12.45 for Don't Sleep on These Picks, presented by Don't Sleep Energy. Don't sleep on this segment. It's a ton of fun. And uh, Stop, I'll tell you, a little behind-the-scenes, a little inside radio. I-, I left some crumbs for those guys, all right? A little bit of little crumbs, little, all right? Little little cookie trail. little cookie trail, and it made it back to the big show. Uh, they actually gave a shout-out to me and AWOD Radio uh, yesterday on Bit Season. The latest episode is out on Spotify, iTunes, or the Odyssey app. Just search Bit Season. So that's coming up in about 15 minutes, but right now I wanted to go around the NFL here on NFL Hits. Every regular season matchup, every head coach on the hot seat, the hit stories in the NFL. NFL Hits on AWOD Radio. All right, hot take alert, hot take alert. The Detroit Lions and the Jacksonville Jaguars will win a playoff game this year. That's my hot take to start the day here. I mean, we're seeing a shift in the NFL. Organizations that have been good for 10 or 20 years are not the way they used to be. The Patriots, the biggest struggle that they've faced under the Bill Belichick era is this season. The New York Giants have two Super Bowls in the last 10, 15 years, right? 20 years with Eli Manning. They're god-awful this year. The Colts had so much success with Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. They can't win games. The Steelers are not what they used to be, especially on the defense, uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and here's a report. The, the higher-ups in the New England Patriots organization, according to Boston Sports Journal, are not opposed to tanking. Are they possibly tanking for Caleb Williams, tanking for Drake May, tanking for Shador Sanders at 1-5? Things aren't exactly looking good for the New England Patriots, unless you're looking forward to the 2024 draft. In the Boston Sports Journal, reporter Mike Girardi says there are plenty of folks in the upper reaches of the Pats organization who would rather have more losses than a win or two that could cost draft positioning. In fact, 
Some are already talking about next year. In addition, there have been reports that owner Robert Kraft has already had discussions about parting ways with Bill Belichick. Now, I don't think the two go hand in hand. I think if the Patriots are going to tank, they're tanking to then set up Bill Belichick with a successful quarterback. If Bill Belichick knows that he's going to part ways with the Patriots at the end of this season, you'd think he'd want to get all the wins possible, right, so that he can make his career winning percentage look better. He won't want to tank if he's already had talks about parting ways with the Patriots. So my take, and it has been this for the last few weeks after I saw the Patriots give up at the start of the fourth quarter of a game, is that, yes, they want to tank. Yes, they've had conversations in the higher-ups of that organization. No, 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 do they want to move on from Bill Belichick. No, they want to keep Bill Belichick and give him an opportunity with a quarterback that can win games. And simply, Mac Jones cannot win games. That's my take. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open. 833-804-0910. I already gave out my game of the week. AWOD certified game of the week. I'm going with the Lions against the Baltimore Ravens. So we'll preview that game coming up in a little bit. 833-804-0910. We've got Thomas in Richmond. Thomas, you're on the fan with AWOD. What's up, bud? I'm a, I'm a Patriots fan, so I thought I'd, I'd, I'd give my two cents. Yeah. I think that my, my you know, I it's hard to fire Bill Belichick, right? Yeah. But I think that my dream is that they kick him out of the GM seat and he sticks around as a D.C. Hey, you know what? We have <laughs> never had defensive trouble. Even the defensive troubles this year are really no. just... And look, hey, look, right? hey, I've wanted him to come to Washington to be the D.C., but you really think uh-huh. Bill Belichick's going to take... A pay cut oh, and God, take no. a step back? No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's why it's my dream. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> so what's the realistic option for the Patriots? I, I I think that I think that there's a way to keep him as the head coach and bring someone in as the GM. I think that there is. I think that, you know, he is committed to he if he wants to pass Don Shula, yeah. I think that he's gonna you know, a realistic conversation is like, Hey, can we bring someone in that'll give you a team to do that and then you walk off into the sunset? Whether or not he takes that, I guess that's on him, but you know, so what are you losing negotiating power every game they lose? I know. So, so what do you want to happen the rest of the season? Are you, are you in for the tank for Caleb Williams? I'm, I'm in for the tank. So Caleb Williams went to my high school. So hell yeah, I, uh, Gonzaga, think, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think that I think that'd be pretty fun. Maybe I get some free tickets out of it. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. No. Good call, man. I, I think Caleb's going to oh. take over the league. I do, too. I don't know if they're going to give him an ownership stake, but we'll see. Yeah, I know. That was a crazy report. What are we doing? Thanks thanks for the call, Thomas. I'm going to blame Lionel Messi for that. All right? Inter-Miami gave Messi everything that he wanted to come to America, right? He could have stayed in Barcelona. He could have gone to Argentina. He said, if I come to America, I want ownership stake in Inter-Miami, and I want part of the money for Apple+. Plus." Now you're already seeing reports that other players are interested in that in the NBA and, of course, in the NFL with the report coming out that Caleb Williams wants ownership stake in whatever team that drafts him. And the other part of that report was he believes he can actually make more money through NIL, name, image, and likeness, staying another season at USC. So a decent Thursday night football game. Got to mention that here on NFL Hits. Good win for the Jags. They moved to 5-2 and two on the season. So let's give out a few predictions for some of the best games 
over the weekend. I think Falcons-Bucks will be an interesting game. Bucks are looking to bounce back here after that loss to the Lions. Falcons looking to bounce back after the loss to the Commanders. I think this is going to be interesting because if the Falcons offense struggles in the first half, I think you'll see the ODU product Taylor Heineke in the second half of this game from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. Steelers-Rams should be a decent battle at 4.05. The battle of TJ Watt against Aaron Donald. I am expecting a low-scoring defensive battle. Give me the Rams to win something like 20-17. to 17. The over-under is 44, so I like the under in that contest. Um, how about Packers-Broncos? Now, it looks like an ugly game, and I think I even gave it just a one star. But at what point this season are the Broncos going to say, hey, the, Bron the Russell Wilson thing's not working. Let's move on from him. Let's see if we can trade him before the October 31st deadline. They're 1-5. They're at home facing off against the 2-3 and three Packers coming off a bye week. It seems like an ugly game, and that's why I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I think it's going to be a shootout. All right, I've got the Packers winning 33-30 to against the Denver Broncos. The over-under is sitting at 45 right now. The Pack can't defend. The Broncos can't defend. They gave up 70 to the Miami Dolphins. Then we got to look at the divisional battle uh, in the AFC between the Chargers and the Chiefs. These two teams have, have fought against each other, I mean, so many close battles week in and week out when they face off against each other. I think the Chiefs get the win, uh, but I think I told you guys earlier this week, I got the Chargers covering five and a half. Give me the Chargers plus five and a half. Chiefs win by a field goal. We will preview Dolphins-Eagles coming up later on in the show. I don't even think we're going to mention 49ers-Vikings. Um even without McCaffrey, uh, even if he's able to play or not, I've got the Vikings losing this matchup to the Niners. Brock Purdy will bounce back. Brock Purdy's not the type of quarterback that we saw last week. Uh, Cleveland got into the backfield and disrupted him. I think he bounces back, and the Niners get a big win. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. The Richmond Commander, every day at 1 p.m. I want to hear from you. 833-804-0910. What are the Commander's keys to victory against the Giants? That's coming up at 1 p.m. on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. And we've got a great lineup here from 6 a.m. all the way to 6 p.m. With the sports junkies, 6 to 10. MP on the mic. Has had some really great shows over the last few months taken over for BetQL. You can hear Michael from 10 to noon. I'm 12 to 3 before we pass it off to Grant and Danny in Washington, D.C. And every Friday at 1245, we catch up with one of the donks behind the glass of the sports junkies. And this week, it's our buddy Matt Valdez. What's going on, Matt? Hey, Adam. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, what's the biggest sports story on your world right now? Ooh, uh, that's a great question. Um, you know what? I'm pretty excited for this Ravens-Detroit uh, Lions matchup. I think it's one of the top matchups this weekend in the NFL. And it's a really big litmus test for the Ravens. I don't think they've really played um, uh, an upper echelon opponent. And the Detroit Lions, well, we're going to find out if they're for real or not. 
Yeah, I'll tell you, I'm picking the Lions to win this game. Uh, I said it last segment, all right? I, I did the hot take alert. The Jaguars and the Lions are going to win a playoff game this year, both of those franchises. Wow. And just, and just think about it. Washington's been struggling to get into the playoffs for the last uh, 20 or get their playoff win in the last what, 20 years, I feel like. All right, let's do the bit. It's time for Don't Sleep on These Picks. It's time for Don't Sleep on These Picks. Presented by Don't Sleep Energy. Awad will be joined by one of the donks behind the glass, Drab and Valdez. He's the sexiest man on the planet. To go through the best college and NFL games of the weekend. Weekend, weekend, Don't sleep on this segment every Friday at 1245 on Awad Radio. All right, so Valdez, I want to start with our NFL lock of the week. I am still in our Odyssey NFL Survivor Pool. We are down to just 11 members. We started with more than 20. I survived last week uh, on picking the Commanders. But my lock of the week this week is the Buffalo Bills to beat the New England Patriots. We just did a story saying the higher-ups in New England want them to tank. They want Caleb Williams. The Pats are going to lose this one by a million, Valdez. Uh, Drabby and I have the Bills in our Survivor League. I think the Bills is the best play. I, I, the other sexy play that, that that's out there is burning Seattle against the Cardinals, and I don't know if I really like it that much. It's a, a you know it's a divisional matchup. I know the Bills uh, Patriots is a divisional matchup, but since since Lumen Field opened, I believe the Arizona Cardinals have the most wins on the road at Seattle than any other team in the NFL with nine. So that. <laughs> So they play. They play pretty well at Seattle. So I'm going to stay away from that game. And I think you're on the right side with the Bills at your survival. Wow, survival that's so play. funny that you mentioned that because half of the pool has all picked the Seahawks already. <laughs> I think. I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna be pleasantly surprised come Sunday night. All right. Do you have a college football lock for this weekend? Oh yeah, my college football lock is the big game this weekend between Penn State and Ohio State. Penn State's got one of the best, the best defense in the country, and we kind of saw what Ohio State does against these better defenses when they played Notre Dame. Uh, they have explosive players, but they just can't distribute the ball to them in space. They kind of get sluggish. They, I know Ryan Day wants to wants to ground and pound it, so I think this is going to be a race to 21, so I'm going to take the under in Penn State, Ohio State. Um, it's going to be a, it's going to be one of the better games uh, of the college football season, I feel like. It's going to be a real slugfest, so it's going to be a race to 21. I think it's going to be 23-17 Penn State. I'm calling an upset, but I, I would stay away from the side, and I would like I like the under. I think 47's out there. It might have dropped down to around 45.5, but you can find 45.5 out there on FanDuel or any of the other sports books. Man, I, I don't like that I'm agreeing with you because you're 0-3 on your crabby sports picks, uh, but I... I- uh, look, I, think- I know, I know. My the 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 craft sports parlays are are going so well. But th- guess uh, last time I talked to you, I had Oklahoma outright, and I had the Ravens under. So, so we're we're hot on we're hot on Awad show. All right, and, and I'm with you on Penn State. I think James Franklin finally has all the recruits that he wants to win these big games. I don't think they beat Michigan later in the season, but I've got Penn State upsetting Ohio State. My college football lock of the week, though, is here locally with Virginia 
traveling to Chapel Hill to face off against North Carolina. They're the 10th-ranked team in the country, second-best team in the ACC, 6-0 on the season. Drake May is a Heisman candidate. He's already thrown for almost 2,000 yards, 12 touchdowns to four interceptions. UVA is, is poopy this season. Uh, defensively, they're not very good. Offensively, Tony Musket is just a guy. They should have gone with Anthony Calandria. They decided to redshirt him. I'm not a fan of that decision. I've already said it's going to end up getting Tony Elliott fired. I've got North Carolina winning this game easily and covering the 23.5 spread, Valdez. Well, you think about it, Adam. We're in Heisman season, and you have these Heisman candidates. Coaches need their players to put up numbers. Yeah. So I can see I can see it getting out of hand for UVA, and I can see kind of Drake May staying in there longer than he needs to to kind of pat those stats for the Heisman race. All right, Valdez, what is your sports tilt of the week? My sports tilt of the week, and I think I'm pretty sure you guys have talked about it, but it is unbelievable, unbelievable that JMU cannot go to a bowl game this season. <laughs> this this is one of the, the best program football program in Virginia. It, they've shown time and time again that they are for real. The Sun Belt is getting hoard out of possibly New Year's Six Bowl money, and this team looks like they can compete with anybody. And it's a travesty that these kids can't they, they can't enjoy a, a bowl game. The only the only time that they could get into a bowl is off a of technicality if one of the eighty two teams doesn't reach six wins. But that's that's a travesty, and the NCAA should be ashamed of themselves. They really should, and I agree with you. My sports, the tilts of the week, I'm going to take it a step further. The biggest sports radio show in the DMV should be talking about JMU every day. Why hasn't Kurt Signetti, the head coach, been on the Junkies? Jordan McLeod, the head co- uh, the quarterback. Dave Rigert, the voice of the Dukes. Valdez, this is on you and Drabby. JMU's not I, getting enough, enough love by the Junkies. I agree with you. I blame the producers too, Adam. That's <laughs> You're picking your 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 good talent because what you do is blame the producers. <laughs> All right, we've been doing a flashback Friday segment here on Don't Sleep on These Picks. It's sponsored by Don't Sleep Energy. Need the energy to stay up late and see your late night picks go up in flames? It's easy. Head over to don'tsleepenergy.com. Use promo code AWOD Radio to save some cash. Your picks might go busto, but you'll be loaded with gusto. Don't sleep makes you great. All right, Valdez, I'll go first here this week. The flashback Friday for me is I have so many vivid memories of watching George Mason reach the Final Four. You know, so many great wins in that one. But the the win against UConn, I was at soccer practice. I missed the first half, and my dad and I stopped at a bar and watched the second half, and they won that game to make it to the Final Four. And I just I get goosebumps every time I talk about it. Some of my greatest memories wow. of watching college basketball as a kid was that year when JMU made the Final Four. Well, maybe that's maybe that's how you developed your alcoholism. Was your dad <laughs> taking you to a bar when you're a kid? <laughs> um, you know what? You know what's hot right now in college football, Adam? What is is rushing the field? Oh yeah. And uh, and when I was at University of Maryland, I think it was my freshman year. Might, might have been my sophomore year. Um, Maryland played Boston College when they had Matt Ryan on the team, and I think Boston College was ranked like fifth or eighth in the country. And the Terps had a night game, and, and they ended up pulling off the upset, and we rushed the field. And you know what? The old man the old man in me wants to say, come on, guys, don't rush the field if you're a favorite, or like Colorado did this year against Colorado State, or like Notre Dame did when they beat USC. But, but you know what? Rushing the field is exhilarating. And when you're 20 years old, 
you're supposed to have the time of your life when you're in college. So I'm all for kids rushing the field as long as this, as long as they do it safely, and as long as they're not hurting anyone else on the field, hurting players or anything like that. But I'm all for kids enjoying the college experience and rushing the field. Doesn't matter if you're if you're ten point favorites or ten point underdogs. Go ahead and do it. Yolo. You only live once. Do you remember a game that you rushed the field at Maryland? Yeah, they beat Boston College when Matt Ryan was was quarterback. I think I think uh, they, Boston College was number eight in the country or number five in the country. Mm-hmm. It was exhilarating. It was awesome. Man, I'm so jealous of that VCU with no football. So uh, the only time I got to rush a court was my freshman year at the Coliseum here in Richmond when they won the CAA championship. It just didn't hit that hard. It was just the CAA. <laughs> Dude, it's it's there's nothing there's nothing better than a big like a big time football game and then you know, winning an upset at home and just going crazy. Yeah. I don't think I don't think College Park slept for three days after that night. <laughs> Valdez, great stuff, man. Really appreciate you joining the show. Yep. Thanks for having me, Adam. Yep. That was Don't Sleep on These Picks presented by Don't Sleep Energy. Need the energy to stay up and see your late night picks go up in flames? It's easy to head over to don'tsleepenergy.com. Use the promo code today to support Don't Sleep. It's don'tsleepenergy.com. Promo code AWAD Radio. A W A D D R A D I O. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 